When you're ready to ride Metro, we want you to know we're ready for you. Here are just a few of the people at Metro to tell you how we're doing our part to keep riders safe. We're cleaning like never before, but hospital grade cleaning. You'll find hand sanitizer stations all over the Metro. No mask, no Metro. Need one? We have a few extras. At Metro, we're doing our part to keep the D.C. area moving. Find out more at wmata.com slash doing our part. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome, 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 welcome back to another Mad Hatter talk show episode for the Mad Hatter Saturdays. I am your host, yours truly, Queen Alexis, with the homie, the instigator, the one with the shit, with the whole shits, and nothing but the shit. Devontae Davis said, what's up? Yeah, yeah, I was cracking everybody. Yeah, and our new prominent co-host, she had her first day last week. We we, we handling this. She she in the crew. She she welcome to the barbecue. We done got her sewing in. <laughs> she rocking it. She sleeping pretty at night with it on. <laughs> Our new co-host for the Mad Hatter talk show, Miss Magnus Davis, the angry, the furious, the pissed the fuck off. Say what's up, Magnus. Hey, hey, hey. All right, all right, all right. Now, it is time. It is time, it is time, it is time to get this show started. And I've been waiting for weeks to even talk about one of these subjects that just so happened. The Lord above made sure to give me a little bit more extra motivation to talk about it. So here it go. I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, we're going to go into tonight's topic. Tonight we have a, a double header. Um, we're going to be talking about Beyonce's Black is King trailer. We're going to give our little review and everything, you know, our little commentary on it. For those who have not seen it, it is coming out on Disney Plus on July 31st. So, um, and if you if you got Facebook, go into their Facebook uh, fan page. They got it up on there. Or you can go on YouTube and watch it because they got it up on there as well. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, about this trailer. So Beyonce is coming out, which everybody was talking about she coming out with a movie. It's actually another visual album like she did Lemonade. So ta-ta, ta-ta, ta-ta. However, this be, this this visual album, the trailer alone, got everybody black like woohoo and scared at the same time. Because when I say this is so black, this is who he black. This is oh my god black. This is one of those um um not National Geographic black. This is like whole nother Vice Land documentary black. Netflix movie black. Independent movie black. I mean it's so black and and, and, and African and it's just it's, it's deep in it. Just soaked in it, drowned up in it, and I, I'm, I'm proud of her. 
even though I'm mad at her about what she did with with Lion King, and everybody think it's a everybody think it's like a uh skin color thing. No, she played knowledge, she overdid it. This a nineties kid situation. Don't don't blame me for it. It's just it is what it is. So she on punishment for a little bit for that. But for this, she might get on punishment for because whoo, pretty much what it looks like is the um visual album is kind of retelling the story of the Lion King. But in, in more depth with people, not animals, with people, and, and everybody black is stretching it all the way back from the African diaspora all the way back up to now and everything. It's just, whoo, it's just black and, and, and wonderful. It is, 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 for it to be on Disney Plus, I am shocked. I am very shocked that this type of, of um visual of our heritage african americans heritage um is actually going to be presented now whether it's going to be presented right we don't know that yet but from the trailer she might get off of punishment for now so thank you thank you so much beyonce give you a thumbs up on that but then also i'm scared because what is that gonna do? And did Disney know about it? So I I saw it and I almost sent a, a letter into Disney Plus, like dear Disney Plus administrators <laughs> and administration and creators and everybody. Did y'all see this before y'all decided to put it up on your page? Because it's not a secret, it is a very known fact that the creator of Disney, Walt Disney, was a very known racist. <laughs> for black people and jews so this is a very interesting interesting thing but enough about my commentary i'm gonna go on to my um co-host we're gonna start with Devonte. Devonte, tell me you share with us how you felt about the um trailer well to be honest um a couple things i think that it's dope that Beyonce got the platform. You know, I think it's dope that she got the platform with Disney. Like, that's insane. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. And part of, part of it is Disney's um, history when it comes to how they handle race, you know, throughout their entire um, legacy, you know, right down from the foundations. You know, we know the cartoons. We know how long it took to get up. A woman of color to be one of the princesses. So I mean, like, you know, coming from a Disney background, you know, and to lock that in was dope. I think that if done right, and like you said, that remains to be seen. But yo, Beyonce, that's that's Queen B. You know what I mean? Like, come on, she gonna kill that shit. She finna knock this shit out the park. And um, you know, I'm I'm really proud of having the opportunity for people of color to have representation on a platform like Disney where we can start allowing children of all denominations be able to experience black creativity and an imaginative side of black skin beyond what we are kind of conditioned to, you know? So I would love to see little kids imagine us as, you know, lions and hyenas and, you know, whatever, whatever childlike stuff you want to put out there. 
as opposed to them being indoctrinated with the concept of us always being negative. So, yeah, I, I'm with it. I can't wait to see it. And, um, yeah, fingers crossed. All right, Mavis, what about you? You know, I, I'm with Devontae on that. Like, I think it's a huge kudos to Disney for doing, you know, having Beyonce play that role. Um, but there's there's always going to be haters, right? That we always have haters. So, you know, I'm I'm really intrigued to see this movie. I want uh, and see how it's played out. See how Beyonce, you know, plays her role in this movie, and then also hear every, you know, the African culture. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not. I'm not a hundred percent educated on it. So I'm always that that person who's willing to learn um, and, and look into that culture. So, you know, movies like this, you you have to make sure you are playing it correctly um, and you're not just going and doing it as you think it should be. Um, so I hope that this movie is going to be a good movie, that there's not going to be any black backlash on it or um, saying, oh, you know, Beyonce messed this up, she messed this up because of whatever, you know, whoever may have told her to say whatever line or whatever thing or whatever role. Um, that's my that's my only fear in this. It's, you know, if you're going to do a movie on, on the African culture, you know, you want to make sure you have all your ducks in a row and make sure that everything is going to be out there. Um, as it really is and not what people think it is because at the end of the day you want it to be educational too so for me I'm like I said I'm excited to see this movie because I want to learn I'm all about learning so I'm my fingers crossed my fingers are crossed for Beyonce you know hopefully she she kills it like this is a great opportunity for her 100 percent um and like Devontae said you know Kudos to Disney for opening up that platform for, you know, not only, you know, people of color, but, you know, other cultures, like, come on in, like, let's see how this is all played out. And, you know, it's, let's really showcase, you know, the culture so we can all learn about it at the end of the day. Because, you know, my favorite line that I use all the time is, I don't know what I don't know at the end of the day, so educate me. And that's really what I'm, – I'm really excited about this and to talk about this and hear what you guys have to say. And then just to kind of, you know, put a another perspective on it and go, okay, well, let's look at it from this point and let's look at it for this point. So um, that's what I have for that right now. Like, I'm – like I said, I'm excited to see how that movie plays out. All right. Well – Speaking of backlash, we got somebody. Well, we got people already that's getting backlash off of um just off the off the trailer. They even make it to the actual movie coming out, visual album coming out. They just already coming up with the trailer. They already mad and it makes feelings lower. But one of the backlash, well. One of the backlash is actually two things that they that a lot of, of our people are actually saying. 
are actually saying about um this this um trailer is one um african people african people from africa is one day it kind of sounds like they mad because she ain't toured up in the continent yet or their country yet i don't know but they were saying that she is appropriating um she's appropriating the african culture and i'm really not sure of who uh, of how you can appropriate or misappropriate or misrepresent the african culture and you black i'm just saying i, I don't get that i see if it was white people doing it or another race is doing it but yeah i don't understand that but the biggest part of of the backlash that beyonce is getting and it's it's from the church well beyonce has always been getting backlash from the church for the longest time about she demonic and all this stuff which i find it quite interesting uh that now y'all calling her demonic and cult leader well i could see the cult leader anyway because you know the beehive they that ain't beyonce fault that's their fault they be tripping and stuff so to anybody that's out there that's part of the beehive y'all be tripping sometime i'm gonna need y'all to tone it down be like we'll start a little bit you know y'all can like her y'all can love her music and everything she do just just don't be trying to fight people out here if they say something different like she can't act there are some movies that she can act in. She did a really good job in. And there are some that, well, you know, as you can see, obsessed, <laughs> Lion King, you know, stuff like that. She just needs some prayer. Don't be tripping, all right? But what really got me is how they are calling, uh, they are saying that she is promoting, um, she is promoting witchcraft and voodoo and it's actually our african culture and this is the reason why i went into this subject this is what i call corrupted religion and don't get me wrong let me get my disclaimers out there now i am not saying no way no how am i saying that um anybody that that are christians should leave christianity period because there's definitely reasons individual reasons why people why we became christians and why we are still christians most of it deals with the relationship that we have with god uh, more than the religious side of christianity and by no means am i telling y'all to even get on people if you're not a christian to get on people that are christians i'm not promoting or condoning any type of um religious war or stuff or religious game banging or nothing like that we just here to get an understanding of what's really going on when it comes down to these religious institutions and not with just christianity with everybody because there are similarities on some corrupted um corrupted behaviors within these sacred institutions that 
connects us to um, our spiritual for our spiritual realm, the spiritual realm, and connect us to a higher power that can keep us going. So that's my disclaimer. Now that the disclaimer's out, let's go ahead <laughs> get this started. Here we go. Um, a lot of church folks are saying that because of the um trailer is showing Africans and Af uh, African Americans and Black people our African heritage, our um, ancestral heritage within before slavery. This is who we was before slavery, showing us in such a positive light of us um, being um, alchemists, being divine, being royalty, being everything on a hierarchy level than what has been fed to us throughout our lifetime, our mother, our parents' lifetime, our grandparents' lifetime, um, our great-grandparents' lifetime, this generational curse of, of being downtrodden, being degraded and everything, and that we don't have a history. We don't have a heritage. We don't have nothing to look back on <clears throat> but slavery, oppression, death, and even to the point where now that has all worked. We look at from slavery on now, all of the propaganda, all, not the propaganda, all of the exposure of what black people's worth is has worked in our psyche to see us as degraded and slaves and up to no good, criminals, um, just really some, just some low life. So for her to come out with this and showing our ourselves, our black skin being connected to something divine, our black skin being connected connected to the creation of this world, not just the country, but this world is very, 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 in my opinion, very awesome. But church folks may they are calling what we are what they are calling and i'm not saying these are christians i'm calling them church folks for a reason because we're gonna get into the deep the differences between christians and church folks um these church folks literally has kept on this whole kept on perpetrating the same mindset and the mentality of oh of the religion that our masters, our slave masters, have embedded into our psyche from slavery, that we are lower than. Um, slaves obey your masters. How they pick and choose different um, different scriptures out of the Bible in order to justify their their um, mistreatment and oppression that they have put on our ancestors that were slaves and we keep on perpetrating the same thing and been told throughout the years what is actually what's considered our um okay what's considered our um heritage and our lineage is demonic such thing some such things as like little things as meditation i grew up 
listening to oh meditation it that's demonic yoga is demonic oh my god the positions that that usher in evil spirits don't know nothing about it but you keep on carrying on like a bad rumor carrying on the same old thing over and over and over and over and over and over again trying to trying to um convert everybody under this sense this like view of god as this tyrant literally tyrant there's the the whole you need the fear fear of the lord the fear god literally was being pounded in our minds and 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 growing in our in our um upbringing is that you fear god is pretty much is a monster you don't and he moody and he tell you to do something if you don't do it he'll kill you there's some things here come these ten commandments you're supposed to do this in order to get to heaven if you fall you automatically going to hell if you don't do it right don't do this you're going to hell if you don't do that you're going to hell if you don't eat this you're going to if you eat this you're going to hell going to hell if you if you do that it's just so much and it makes it so hard for people just humans period i'm not even going into just black people but just humans period to just live <laughs> when the whole basis of christianity was built on love plain and simple pretty much if all of the ten commandments got condensed into one commandment do unto others as you want done unto you and this same saying the same commandment is carried throughout all different denominations but we getting so caught up on the antics and the ethnic ethics of everything that deals with church temple mosque and everything that we forgetting that simple rule but before i go into um dealing with the history of christianity i'm gonna have my co-host comment on what i got what i just said and everything and then we're gonna get deeper into this so i want to start with mavis what's your um comment what what i just said honestly it's it's interesting you know you had me at like meditation and yoga like saying that it's um um my goodness i'm losing my mind today um saying that it's like correct me if i'm wrong that it's like witchcraft is demonic thank you thank you i'm like where's the word at um then it's, it's crazy to me that people look at it look at meditation and yoga as demonic like for me and and I guess it uh, it all comes down to looking at things from different perspectives. Like that's my biggest thing is looking at it from different perspectives. But for me, the way that I look at meditation, and there's different ways that you can meditate. So yeah, I mean, if you want to sit here and worship the devil, then I mean that's on you. I don't want none nothing to do with that. But like meditation is basically for inner peace for myself. Um, and you know, like yoga, like it's. It's supposed to just like relax your body. I've, I've I've never looked at it, and again, honestly, never heard that people actually refer to meditation and yoga as being demonic. So 
to me, that's just mind blowing. I'm gonna be a hundred percent honest. Um, and I would just love to like anybody, like, I wish we had callers on here who, who say that, yes, you know, they've heard that and, um, they've seen people or they dealt with people who actually were a part of that. Cause I would love to hear more about it, honestly. Um, but I, I do know that there are cultures out there that do witchcraft, that do like demonic stuff. Like there's a lot of, you know, Hispanics. I don't want to just, you know, pinpoint like the Mexicans, but I know there are, you know, a lot of um, Mexicans who do witchcraft and who believe in, um, I forgot like the actual name, but they it's something to do like Bruja. So Bruja is a witch. Um, and they do a lot of spells and whatnot like that. And they could sit there and say that they're meditating. Um, and they're doing, they're practicing all of this witchcraft. So I can see it in the African culture, which, you know, it's, again, it's crazy to me. Because uh, like I said, I've never really thought about yoga and meditation being demonic but looking at it like i said look trying to look at it from different perspectives and opening my eyes it kind of makes sense how people can you know perceive it that way i guess well i mean i'm i don't know about any other races but i remember growing up in the black church and in certain denominations Girl, when I tell you, even down to wearing makeup is a sin and demonic. Um, wearing pants is a sin and demonic. Uh, <laughs> look, tattoos is a sin and you're going to hell for it. It's just everything. Um, yeah, there, yoga there and meditation. There. Right. And there are churches that are like that. I mean, growing when my brother, uh, one of my brothers, he, um, got saved and you know became a born-again christian at a very young age and he found this church and um i i honestly i grew up catholic and so i only knew what i knew and he started going to this church and i, I went there a couple different times and you know i was just like man like something doesn't seem right you know like back then i didn't know what the holy spirit was i didn't know you know what speaking in tongues were i was like man these people are crazy like what are they doing they're speaking a whole another language like are you really speaking with God as one, you know, speaking in tongues, or are you speaking with the devil? Are you are you doing some demonic stuff? This church at the exactly. time that he was attending, this church at the time was one of those churches where if you had tattoos, you could not um you could not uh teach the children's ministry, you could not be in any part of leadership or anything like that, which I was like, that is crazy. I'm like Tattoos is a form of art. Like, yeah, I understand it's not biblical. It's not really in the Bible. I get that. But at the same time, like, you're going to judge me and you're going to stop me from doing what I like to do just because I have a tattoo. Um, you know, and they said if you are, um, you know, and there are, I think it's, uh, the, I don't know if it's Pentecostal churches or no, um, it is the Jehovah Witnesses, I believe, they're the ones who have to wear the skirts. And I'm just like, that is crazy. Like, nowhere in the Bible does it say, and if I'm wrong, please, somebody correct me, but I don't believe anywhere in the Bible. It says that all women need to wear skirts. They are not allowed to wear pants. And it's just, it's crazy to see 
how that is just like taken out of context. Um, you know, you can't, if you're going to be a part of our church, you can't drink. And it's like, okay, but first of all, Jesus turned the water into wine. So what do you mean I can't Thank drink? you. I'm just saying, honey, I'm just saying, Jesus turned water into wine. Okay. Um, I love me some wine. So, but I'm not saying get drunk every damn day. I'm not saying, you know, get plastered every weekend. I mean, if you if you want to drink, have a drink. It it is what it is. Um, but if you're also in leadership within a church, obviously, you know, you kind of want to be like that role model. Don't be coming in hungover, you know, looking like a hot mess. Look presentable. That's how I look at it. Um, I mean, yeah. I used to teach children's ministry for a long time. So, I mean, I was I would still drink, but I wasn't getting you know plastered and like coming in hungover or anything like that. Like that just wasn't me. It's like I'm here to, you know, love on these kids um, because I don't, at the end of the day, I don't know what these kids are going through. So that's my story on that. But at the end of the day, like I said, there are churches out there that I consider them cults because of the way that they teach or they take Bible verses out of context for their own good, for their quote-unquote growth for their church. Like I've, I've seen that. I've heard it, you know, just flipping through YouTube and I'm like, what is going on? Or even, you know, late night TV. If you call now for forty nine ninety nine, you will get this anointing oil and you will be healed in the name of Jesus. Say what? Like, how do you know I'm really gonna Dang. how do you know I'm really gonna be healed? You know, I'm just saying. When it becomes it's no longer the anointing. Ooh. Hold on. Can y'all hear me? Yes, ma'am. Okay. It's no longer the anointing, it's more of it's more of a prophet. There's a difference between a prophet and a prophet. Prophet, P-R-O-P-H-E-T, and a prophet, P-R-O-F-I-T. Yeah, you got these televangelists. You even got <laughs> not the televangelists, but you got people that have been there, just up in the church. Oh, the Lord got, got a word for you. The, the Lord got a word for you, but you got to come into this line for and sow a seed of a hundred dollars, two fifty. I need ten people with a thousand dollars to sow into this ministry. You, in order for the Lord for God to speak, you feel me? But look, yeah, that's a whole nother show. We gonna get into yes, ma'am, at another time. Devontae, what you gotta say? I mean, it's a couple things to that, y'all. Like, first of all, any and everybody that's read anything in the history book knows that the church, the Catholic church, which is, you know, basically worldwide Christianity, has always, at different intervals of time, um, utilized superstition and fear to manipulate people. Like, let's just call that shit what it is. Motherfuckers are getting killed. Thousands of times over behind superstition. So when we look at a movie like Black is King and we hear these people talking about it's devil worship, it's witchcraft, blah, 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 you know, not being funny, but there is a high concentration of superstitious people within Christianity. <laughs> That's almost a part of the culture of Christianity. You know what I mean? To breed and 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 not just breed, but... um like you said, profit, to capitalize on that superstition. Um, 
secondly, you know, there's the, uh, some of what you said was about just, you know, uh, African spirituality. And, you know, I just want to say that a lot of the ancient African spirituality was rooted in the acceptance of nature. And the acceptance mm-hmm. of nature was embodied in different gods. So, it, it, but it was also practiced as something that you lived in your daily life. So it's kind of like, you know, basic concepts like men and women are equal, they would have related that to the sun and the moon having different powers but still being equal and still having their strengths. So, mm-hmm. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, I guess all I'm trying to say is for those people that may feel like some type of way about it or whatever like that, even the, the, the religious practices that we are have now that are established now, a lot of those were forced on us during slavery. This is not something that was natural to us for the most part. It was pushed on yeah. us, um, you know, under the, under the, the risk of the penalty of death. You know, and even in the Caribbean, those people managed to hold on, uh, you know, in the Caribbean and the South, deep South, like those people managed to hold on to some of their African um, <clears throat> legacy in the form of Santeria and Voodoo and um, Africanized version of, Christ- of, of um, Catholic rituals. So, I mean, it's mm-hmm. still very much alive, and people still want to hold on to as much of their past as they can. Now, as far so I, I don't think that there's any witchcraft or nothing weird about it. I think it's just on superstitious with the people. Uh, now, mm-hmm. on to the, the actual movie, like, I just feel like it's going to be incredible. Like, just being able to see black people, um, playing roles, like, like I said before, playing roles that are more creative, playing roles that are more artistic, um, is just is amazing to me. So the religious aspect and all of that, you know, I, I I really don't, I really care for it. You know, I understand that we have some 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 superstitions, but I think a lot of that was just exasperated, um, exacerbated by uh, slavery you know, and by Reconstruction and the Ku Klux Klan, you know, this concept of we all have to do things one way, you know, or something like that. So I don't know. You know, I think that unfortunately some of us are going to detach because we are conditioned to. Um, Simultaneously, that's where you hear, you may hear Africans complaining or saying that we're, we're, like, appropriating because as African Americans, we have to kind of accept that even though it's our heritage and our legacy and our birthright, it's not our culture anymore. We have been yeah. unfortunately removed so far away from our own people that we, are, we have a culture that's separate now, and we have to own that. And I think that retuning and retouching back into old, uh, into our birthright is the the right move, but I have to acknowledge that we, I don't know nothing about the Yoruba. I don't even know a nigga from Yoruba. I couldn't point that shit out on the map if you showed me. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 like, but like I mean, when we talk about 
go back to Mexico. Bitch, I was born in Cleveland. I don't know about Mexico. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. Like, this is not. <laughs> now, although it's our birthright and our heritage and our legacy, and it's important for us to learn, to appreciate, to spark the knowledge and spark the, the inquisition and curiosity to want to learn about our true heritage. Yo, we got to understand that, you know, when they separated us and literally separated every single linguistic, artistic, spiritual connection, and they severed every single psychological and emotional connection they possibly could to Africa. And we managed to survive that in the Caribbean mm-hmm. and, here in the, and, and here in the mainland. We managed to survive, but now as here in the mainland, we have to begin to think about our own identity because we were not really designed to survive. You know, we mm-hmm. were not really, nobody really thought that we were going to make it this far. They thought there was something that was going to be um, tapered off. And to the example of that, you find that, you know, there's two things that happen when, a con- when, someone, when someone's land is taken over. They're either assimilated, which is us, or annihilated. And those are true fundamental facts that you can, t- you can take anywhere in history, anywhere in the world. When a culture comes and takes over your land, your people are going to be either assimilated or annihilated. And we have mm-hmm. to accept the fact that we got assimilated. We're not quite African, you know. And I agree. We, want to, I agree. Yes. we want to learn our roots and we want to learn yeah. and, and reclaim that, that beautiful legacy and heritage. But if we're too afraid to take those steps based on what 400 years of somebody else tells us, well, some of us kind of don't deserve that the, those riches. Fuck them. <laughs> That's Tissue. it. Tissue, I agree with you on some points. Um, I agree with, yeah, we are no longer African. Yes, we got some Yes, we got um, this part of us, of our heritage, our spirituality and everything taken away from us. Yes, I agree. However, I do I do want to say that even though we got assimilated, some of our um, behaviors, some of how our the black church's um, services go, looks like an African ritual. We still have uh, some somewhere in it. I don't know if you ever been to a black church. Uh, pretty much the whole service is an African ritual. The only difference is we don't pass the the collection plate around. For if you're gonna do an African ritual, you're gonna they just have the collection plate at the door. Everything else is pretty much back is stemming back to Africa. And I don't understand why people don't see it. But I wanted to um, to piggyback on when you said that most of our African, well, our African spirituality stemmed off of nature. Well, I found I found a um, article, one of many. This is one of many that I'm going to um, be reading from. It's from Genobia. Not not Genobia, who Jesus. Um Geneva.com, www.geneva.com is spelled D J O N I B A 
Orishas.com, and it talks about the Orishas. This is going back into West Africa, um, Yoruba, um, spirituality, Yoruba culture, and they said, who are the Orishas? Oh, one second. Oof. Um, the deities or gods worshipped in the Cuban, you, you, uh, Cuban, Yoruba, Leukemia, Santeria, and Brazilian Candoble and Umbanda. These are some words, baby. Umbanda, sorry if I'm messing up the words. Religions are called Orishas or Arisques, Arisas in Brazil. They are representatives of Oladumare the supreme being who placed the Orishas on earth to help and supervise humankind. The Orishas are mediators between hum the human and the spiritual realm and are the major source of communication within the, with the supreme being. Originally in Europa land, the cultural region of the Yoruba um, people in West Africa that spans modern day Nigeria, Toga, Benin, many and many, oh, many Orishas were worshipped. Although a lot of Orishas survived the transatlantic slave trade, some were lost. Because of slavery, the Orishas did not survive, that did survive, had to be adapted in order to ensure survival. In Cuba and Brazil, through Catholic syncretism, um, many Orishas became associated with Catholic saints. Um, as a result, the Orishas were and are still referred to as santos or saints in both countries. Moreover, because of each country's history, certain Orishas exist in Brazil that are no longer in practice in Cuba. For example, Oxumare. Oxumare. Each Orisha uh, is related to some aspect of nature and is in charge of some element of human existence. The Orishas represent all qualities of the divine, but are also human-like in their in their characters. Each Orishas has its likes and dislikes. Um, Alekes, prayer bees, mm, rosaries, and specific numbers. The human-like attributes of Orishas play a very important role in the development and the continuity of the religion. Since they have virtues and flaws like humans, practitioners are able to relate to their wishes deeply, thus creating a bond between deity and devotee that is built on a personal relationship and identification with an Orisha. The following is a very basic description of, uh, of Allegra, Exum, Exu, Yemaya, Oshun, three and Oshun, three notable Lukimi or Kandoble or Umbanda Orishas, their roles and characteristics. So 
we're going to stop there before we go into that deeply. Now, I want to comment on the simple fact that how it did get adapted over a lot, a lot of it hasn't, and you're right about that, a lot of our spirituality did not um, survive the slave trade, the transatlantic slave trade, but some did and ended up becoming like pretty much infused into what everybody called the white man's religion. Somehow, as black people, as Africans descent, we've managed, and you're right, we managed to survive it, but just call it from in another way, but still have the same worship. The Allegra, um, going into the characteristics of three of just three of the notable Orishas, the Allegra. Um, number is three and it's multiples and 21. Colors red, black, and white, symbolizing life and death. Synchronized Catholic saint is the holy child of Ochocha, El Nino de Ochocha. Festival day is um, January 6th and June 13th. Ooh, whoever birthday is that day, y'all getting it. Um, as the messenger, Allegra opens and closes every religious act. Mm. <laughs> Sound like a pastor to me. Preacher or minister. He is found at the crossroads and the corners and on the seashore uh, and river and at the door to our homes. Allegra also spelled Allegra, 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 or Allegra was the ferret. Orisha created by Oledumer, Oledumer, and is the key in every religious practice. Allegra is in everywhere, is everywhere and ever present. He represents and lives between good and evil and observes everything that occurs in life in order to report to Oloran. To Oloran. Um, known for having over 100 Caminos or Rose manifestations, Elegua um, is usually depicted as a little boy. Some of his manifestations are Eshu Lore, Loroye, the talkative one, Eshu uh, Alan, yeah, Eshu uh, Lawana, the one who roams alone in the wild, Eshu Aye, the one who lives at the edge of the river and the sea, and Eshu, Alona, the owner of the world. He is, mis he is mischief, mystery, and the key holder of faith. One, when one acts accordingly, he grants blessings. When one, acts, when one is unruly, he opens up the gates of misfortunes, punishing those with loss, death, disease, and tragedy. When one receives their warriors, one of the first initiation process in the Lukimi um, religion, the devotees receives a protection of Alegua, Obun, and Ochoze. In Brazil, he refers as Exu. Now, Yemoya, Yemaya, Yemoja, Imoja, this one is under is one her number is seven the colors is blue and white and clear the synchronized catholic saint that she 
represent is Cuba, the version of regular and a various version of Mary figure. Feel me? Yeah. Uh, Brazil, Our Lady of Navigators and Our Lady of Conception. Festival Cuba, the, is, her festivals in Cuba or Cuba is September 7th and Brazil is February 2nd. Yemoya is one of the most powerful Risha in Santeria and Candoble. The ultimate universal mother, Yemoya, is the Risha of motherhood and the queen of the sea and all its inhabitants. She is the mother of all living things and the owners of all waters. She gave birth to the stars and the moon and the sun and the world and most of the Risha's themselves. Yemoya is all the waters of the world and because of this she has many aspects or cameos or caminos each of which reflects the nature of different bodies of water the patron spirit of woman and pregnant women especially especially she gives life in all ways yomoya domain is all waters including the amniotic fluids babies are held in for nine months inside of their mother's womb the patron orisha of all of, of all women and mothers yamaya nurtures and tends to all she is called upon by pregnant women for safety yamaya has many caminos or manifestations manifestation including yamaya su the forgetful this is Yamaya. This is Yamaya is the messenger of Olakun. Um, Yamaya Owoyo, the oldest and the richest role of Limo, of Yamaya that lives in the ocean, far from the shore, and represents the expansion of wealth and the sea, and Yamaya Ibu Konla, the one that builds the boat. This is Yamaya that lives in the sea foam and entangled in seaweed. So Yamoya pretty much born being um assimilated and, and transferred into Christianity into the Catholicism is pretty much represented as the Virgin Mary. Y'all see the y'all see the similarities. Y'all see how much is still connected, but yet we call it these are what we are condition these people are what we are conditioned of, of of thinking that they are witches and they're witchcrafts and they all of this all of these demonic things but yet we still practice them i'm just saying oh sure which i'm sorry to anybody that listening to this a lot of women that is into uh worshiping the orisha Oshun is that bitch i'm just saying um her number is five her colors is yellow and orange she her synchronized catholic saint is our lady of charity um oshun is the goddess of love and happiness oshun is also known as lay lord uh, lord or Aksum in brazil and is Yemaya's sister found in the sweet waters such as rivers waterfalls lakes Oshun loved the finer things in life and is known for her sensuality. Yeah, boo. Oshun about that life, boo. 
about that love life. That that's what I'm saying. She that bitch. Um, representing emotional intensity. Oshun is the guardian of human sensuality, delicacy, love, and femininity. The youngest of the Orisha. When all the all the good created finished was missing some sweet sweetness and love. So he created Oshun. Oshun is the Orisha of love. Her seductive and sensual power is found in all women. Yes, that's right, women. Those feminine wows. Devontae, all our feminine wows, pretty much. If you want to date it back to Oshun, that's where we get it from. All of that. You will. I'm just saying. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, living in the river and the sweet waters, she exhibits all of the characteristics of fresh water. She is lively, sparkly, and refreshing. Baby, she all that in a bag of chips. She loves the fine things in life. And in many ways, although she is the youngest Orisha, Oshun triumphs by using her femininity and her sweetness to conquer her, her enemies. Okay, so wow, all of y'all this is this is the reason Oshun is is the reason why it's pretty much explained as the reason why women can get some of y'all brothers to calm the hell down. I'm just saying. That but look, tell thank you, tell thank you, okay? Um, although she seems as happy and carefree and a carefree Orisha, she has suffered many most misfortunes and is sometimes very deeply melancholy and sad. Some of her manifestations are Oshun Ibu Kole, the one that collects and recovers and recovers garbage and dust. Mm. Oshun Ibu Akaro, a young hardworking Oshun who is to be who is said to be deaf, so she has to be called by a bell. And Oshun Iba Anya, the owner of the drums, who lives on top of the drums. Okay. And that's just three of them. It's a lot of people. It's a lot more um, Orishas. Like, even though we got the sweetness of Oshun, we got her other sister that's not mentioned up on this article that I read about, named Oya. Now, sidebar, if y'all know anybody, let who any woman who got the name Latoya, Lashoya, <laughs> something that got oil in it, you know she got an attitude. And that's who this Orisha is. She is the goddess of the storms. Um, and she goddess of change, but she got that attitude. But a lot of this, I'm just bringing them up just to, just to touch on it a little bit. A lot of this is what what they have called for our culture as demonic and has embedded in our psyche as demonic and this but yet in our face right in our face still call call them by different names but still worship them come on now let's be totally honest here how long are we gonna sit up here and i do believe that this is the um generation now that is not going by the do as i say not as i do rhetoric no more there's a lot of turning away from the church 
from our generation, from this generation, because we ain't trying to hear no more of, well, that's how it is. This is what you're supposed to do, and that's how it is. And you're, you ain't got no other answers for it. But yet, when we go deeper into our um, research about ourselves, discovering ourselves, seeing similarities of our heritage within these institutions that y'all telling us that is more holier than what we are, but yet you still worshiping them. I'm just saying, what's the problem here? That which brings me into the whole corruption of Christianity. First of all, Christianity was built um, based off of the way um, Jesus Christ walked, his teachings, his principles. He pretty much taught and, and, and did things, even though most of us are focusing most, mostly on the miracles, raising the dead, uh, turning water into wine and healing the sick and giving the blind this sight and giving the deaf his, his hearing and raising the lame to walk and all of that. We get all up caught up in his miracles and forgetting what he said and all the things he taught. He taught about loving your neighbor. He taught about turning away with the whole thing of turn the other cheek, which deals with anger, which deals with, yep, this person offend me, pretty much in layman's terms, do you really, is this person worth losing your cool over, your character over, or this situation is worth losing your cool or your character over? Turn the other cheek. Everything was about peace. Everything was about love. Every, and when, his, when he died and came back, which we're going to talk about that as well, because that that got that story in itself uh deals with another african story you know over there up in egypt is that we're going to talk about that in another show probably next week but yeah we're going to tie that in that he still taught his disciples anyway he taught his disciples to still spread the message of love throughout everywhere they go so it did reach christianity did reach in the first century around 60 a.d uh reached northern africa by the disciple mark and that's what was taught however stuff gets really um corrupted how are we under i'm just want to know how are we under the christianity umbrella and most of our, um, I can't even say accomplishments, because they ain't really accomplishments. How did we go from peace to wars? Well, let's go on up and let's go and discuss this part. Well, a little bit down the line, the very same people that uh, helped execute Jesus Christ, Jesus the Christ, or Yeshua, and we're going to go into all of that. <laughs> later um it's the main ones that made it popular but not through peace and love but through war and hate we got to talk about constantine constantine which everybody be like oh well he the one that got converted he didn't get converted this wasn't about no conversion right there he pretty much was was um in a war and he had 
what the story said, he had a dream about um, the cross, the the cross that Jesus died on. And he said, look, that's a sign from God. We're going to prosper. And they won. Come on now. How do we end up in peace and love and, and harmony and unity and how to treat your fellow man and how to do right by them as if treat them like you want to be treated till we just whooping your ass and we're doing it in the name of the Lord. And that's been the history of this corrupted religion that has been deeply rooted and now changed, like uprooted love and peace and happiness and everything. It's been deeply rooted into hatred, into the, the division, into war strategies and warlike, um, warlike, um, antics and ethics and everything and we got it well we see it all the time look at your money go on the back of back of your money and see and god we trust under a country that was founded in war but we're talking about god but we're talking about christianity we're talking about jesus uh, uh jesus christ and we we follow under jesus christ and everything but we still divided we got a body of christ that is divided <laughs> ain't none of them in the same in the same type of focus in the same purpose is operating the same purpose of love and peace and harmony and unity and none of that none because everybody got a certain denomination they got certain standards and all this it's just crazy it's crazy and now i feel like we are at this point where this is a generation that it ain't gonna happen no more. And how we go off of unity, love, unity, unity and harmony. And here we go with Christianity being used as slavery and oppression. And, and, and you holding up this Bible, this book that and another which we're gonna discuss in another um thing. That's been translated so many times and books been put out of it so many times that it don't make no sense, but it's justifying warlike behavior. So let me get off my soapbox and get my co-host up in it. Mavis, what you got to say about what you, what's just been said already? I mean, I definitely feel more educated. Um, you know, because like I said, this is something that I never really looked into, never really studied, um, never really, you know, took a deep dive into it. Um, but I knew, you know, things like this existed. There's, there's no question about that. Um, so, I mean, I think it was all well said. I honestly i'm still just processing everything and i don't really have anything to add if i'm honest yeah i would agree with that like i really don't have too much to say i think there was a lot of information she won so i'm definitely gonna do a lot more homework. You encourage me to do a lot more homework about the connections, the spiritual connections between the motherland and um, the Caribbean and on, all the way back up to here. But, uh, damn, man, that was real. That was real. 
right, cool, because we're going to be finishing this. This is actually going to be a series, y'all. So this is just part one. I'm introducing it because we're going to go deep into it for the next few weeks. This is a four-parter, and we got to tell the history, tell the connection. We got to pretty much educate not only ourselves, but each other of how how to change this rhetoric because we are in a state of turmoil we got all this stuff going on in our world not only in our country but in our world that the old way that is being taught needs to be reformed we need to go back to its origin of how all of this has started the world is in need of love today. It is. Because it's too much. Right now, it's too much. And there's no longer we're going to be taking the whole do as I say, not as I do rhetoric anymore. So we're going to end it right here because I can go on all night <laughs> with all of the stuff that I have learned. But tell your friends, if y'all know some pastors, ministers, deacons even if they own the usher board tell them to call in these next few weeks to the mad hatter on saturday night at 717-734-6904 um the show id is 991-5968 pound um yeah we're gonna dive deep into all of this and y'all stay tuned it's the um visual the visual um album for beyonce's black is king is coming out july 31st y'all stay tuned if you got disney plus it's coming out on disney plus now if you don't you need to get the app it's only 6.99 6.99 y'all can do it for one month and then cancel it because we need to have this discussion because i believe that she about to open our eyes to a whole lot more a whole lot more than what we've been taught as African descent people. Um, and also to other races as well, to see ourselves not downtrodden or degraded or as in servitude, but in a degraded servitude, but also in our divine self, in our royal self. And yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, you can find myself, Queen Alexis, on Facebook under my fan page, Queen Alexis, um, and my regular page, Alexis Sherelle Owens. She sent me a friend request, and if um, and Instagram under Queen underscore Alexis nineteen ninety. Um, if you want to talk about something, if there's some stuff that you think we need to co cover within this series. Please, please, by all means, um, hit us up. Email us at the Mad Hatters Show 530 at gmail.com. Email us. I'm going to be checking these emails on what y'all think we should talk about. And we're going to put it in there. We're going to keep it moving because everything needs to be covered. Um, Devontae, tell them where they can find you. Yo, I mean, you guys can find me at Just Devontae on Instagram. Um, thank you for listening in. You know, I appreciate all your insight and input. Feel free to drop an email, leave something in the comment section, whatever.
And for Mavis, you can find me under, um, still don't have my page up yet, but you can find me on my other page under Ashley Davis. I know there's like a bajillion of us out there, but um, I do get tagged in on Alexa's post, so check it out. Um, and I look forward to next week. It's been, uh, it's definitely been a fun one. A very, um, also educated one too. So I look forward to the next few weeks. All right. Also, you can find the Mad Hatter on Spotify. We are on Spotify and we are on Twitter. And soon we are we are going to be on iHeartRadio. So just in case y'all missed the loud show, don't y'all fret. Don't y'all worry about, oh, I missed the show. I don't know what they're talking about. But you can still hear our playbacks on Spotify and also from TalkShoe Radio and soon going to be on iHeartRadio. But thank you so much for tuning in tonight. We're going to continue this series. This has to be said. This And there's some things that, that has to be done. Um, it's time to clean house for the church. And that means all religious platform. It's time to clean house and start over. Get back to our first word. So I love y'all. We love y'all. Uh, continue to support. Continue to listen now and um, hit us up on Facebook. We have a fan page on Facebook at the Mad Hatter Show um, on Facebook. Like our fan page. Subscribe to us on Spotify. Hit us up. Follow us on Twitter. Um, and we will see y'all on next week. All right. And we are out. Total Wine & More is a wonderland to explore. Thousands of wines and spirits, unexpected pairings and great gifts, low prices and helpful guides. Make the holidays magical at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly. Be 21.